Hi, me again. And look, I'm somewhere different today than my normal place because I'm working down the road a bit today. But the good news of that is it puts me within lunchtime reach of my preferred barber. Hence the hat, because they don't like cutting your hair when it's full of cack. Today, so I couldn't put all that junk in my hair this morning. But I'm going to go get a haircut, which I desperately, desperately need. But anyway, as always, a few stories to go through, a few of your comments to go through, and then I'm going to go get my haircut. Oh, and I'll update you on what happened with that Escort XR3i Cabriolet I was uh, drooling over <laughs> in the last video. All right, what we got to talk about today? Let's have a look. BBC freelancers post anti-Tory tweets as broadcaster embarks on social media review. Yeah, so they're reviewing all the social media things that you can do if you work at the BBC. As you know by now, we call it Lineker Gate. Well, the papers dubbed it Lineker Gate. I wouldn't call it anything that sad, personally. But um, it, 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 he ain't the only game in town that's been doing it. It's been, it says here there's quite a few freelancers that... Uh, Look, an analysis of Twitter accounts belonging to BBC contributors revealed numerous posts criticising the government in explicit and often offensive terms. He wasn't the only game in town. He just wasn't. So, uh, yeah, the BBC are doing a full review. <laughs> Nippy today, isn't it? BBC are doing a full review. And uh, they're going to have proper guidelines about what you can and can't say if you're a contributor to the BBC or a contractor or an employee. And I'm interested to see where it goes. Can you... That's the thing. I mean, I don't like anything Lineker said. Even if he said something that was completely sensible, I still probably disagree with him. But um, can you control what people think in their private life? You can control what they say at work. Well, still, I don't say half the things I'd like to say at work because I like being at work. <laughs> I like them paying me at the end of every month. But outside of work, you know, I'm free to say whatever I want. Pretty much. Not that I've tested the limits of that, but um, yeah, I like to think I am. Should they be too? Or is it because they work for a media organisation or because they work for a government... Hang on, hang on, hang on. A government-funded media organisation. Should they be allowed to say what they want? So I'm looking forward to... Well, it's going to be complete nonsense, isn't it? But I am looking forward to what the BBC comes out with after this review. And uh, carrying on from that, look. Fears data stolen from BBC licence fee operator after Russian hackers post cache of documents. So, yeah, as, as the headline said there, Russian hackers have posted a load of documents on Tinternet. And... Uh, they believe it could be license fee payers' personal details and stuff that have been posted on the internet. So there's another reason to not pay the license fee and to not engage with them and to not tell them who you are because now your stuff could end up on the internet. And standard response from Capita, as you would expect. Look. Why won't you let me read it? It's not letting me read it. I'm not downloading an app. You can jog on. Capita, which holds public sector contracts worth billions of pounds, including enforcing the BBC licence fee, said it had not been able to confirm whether the files posted online were taken from its systems. Not been able to confirm. That is the least convincing-sounding language they could have come up with. Right? It's pretty easy to confirm, isn't it? You look at some of the documents, you cross-reference it with your own database, and you see if that information matches up. If it does, that's information stolen from your database of TV licence fee holders. 
Mahata Capita is not squeaky clean in hardly anything they do, is it? How many bad stories do you hear about Capita? And they are so tight in with the government. And it goes back again. How can you say that the TV licence fee isn't government enforced when it's the government's leading enforcers, Capita, that are taking care of business on a huge contract? In like 500 million quid contract or something they've got. And it's just been renewed again. I think it was renewed last year, wasn't it? Oh, it says here, look, it's a £456 million contract Capita get. And um, I work in the industry a bit, as you know. And uh, if you get a data leak from your company or from a website, from a database you hold online, the fines are astronomical. You would not believe the number that you could be fined for having a data breach for a website or for a database. So that's why they don't want to confirm, because the fine is mahoosive. So, uh, yes, oh yes, it was Sunday, wasn't it? I was talking about how there's been redundancy letters set out at the BBC, and I didn't have a chance to read it all, but I have read it all now, and it's quite interesting. So look, back to, we're on Coventry Live for some reason. BBC sends redundancy offer letter to, to top stars, including Hugh Edwards, right? But Hugh has said, Oh no, it's not. It's a BBC spokesman said Hugh did. I'm not going to read Hugh's bit. BBC spokesperson said this isn't about any new job cuts. It's a standard HR exercise relating to savings we've announced previously, and it's not targeting any individuals. We have to send it to everyone who's at the same grade. We're looking for expressions of interest in redundancy, not offering it, and it's not the case that anyone who come forward would be accepted. What? <laughs> what nonsense is this? So you have to send, for some reason, no one's making you, I don't think, but you want to make someone redundant, right? But to keep HR fair, they have to send the letter to everybody in the same grade asking for expressions of redundancy. So they're obviously, there's one person on that grade, which they're not going to say, obviously, they want to make redundant, but they can't. They have to offer it round because of whatever reason. I don't understand HR anymore. And if, if somebody they don't want to take the redundancy comes forward and not the person they want it, they go, no, we're not going to want to make you voluntary redundant. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> if there's someone you don't want there, just say. And then they might take the money. Because if they've been at the BBC a long time, there'd be a few quid in that. Unbelievable. The, the world is just knackered, isn't it? I don't like the way the world works. <laughs> Why can't people just say, HR's so complicated so complicated and I, I, the company I work for again I'm not going to tell you I'll never tell you who I work for but it is probably the most diverse company on the planet uh, at one point uh, when it wasn't a big company when I joined I've been then about nine years now it wasn't a big company and when I joined I was literally the only straight man in the office the, the only one the only one and that was a bit of an eye opener for me a bit of an eye opener for me but yeah, I don't know. no complaints. It was good fun. But uh, yeah, when they, we, HR's tricky in that respect for our company now. Is where I was going with that. Because back in the day, it was a lot easier to get rid of people, and now you have to ponce about doing that. So I wonder if any voluntary redundancies will come from that. If you've been at the BBC a while, you get a nice package. I would imagine, wouldn't you? Oh, this one I thought was fun. This is what the BBC are spending your money on. Look, BBC and NBCU commission reality show Destination X. So a new reality TV show. 
is a coming and it's paid for by you and it sounds awful destination x crosses fantasy with reality as 10 contestants embark on a road trip but have no idea of their location once they're on the innovative Destination X bus, reality is tweaked to mislead them and the viewers. Information comes with a number of clues designed to help the contestants. That just sounds like <laughs> my mum at 70s, she goes on these coach trips, the old biddy coach trips. That sounds like one of them, doesn't it? Because they don't know where they're going. <laughs> they don't even know what they are half the time. They don't know what their name is. They've got a cool matron. It's <laughs> an old biddy's bus trip. I wonder if they'll have a sing song and a whip round at the end of it. <laughs> But yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, you tell me. Would you watch that? The BBC spend a lot of money on it. Don't have the full numbers here, but they're not spending the entirety of it because they're going into it with an American company. But yeah, there you go. Is that what you want? Do you want more hard-hitting, well-presented documentaries or top-end drama shows or more antique shows or more orchestras or people lost on a bus? You tell me. I just wanted to talk about this one quick. Nothing to do with the BBC or TV. I like to talk about other stuff occasionally, don't I? I was scrolling through the Sun website this morning and I saw pictures of Clacton. Our seaside resort is being overrun by mobs of yobs flooding the beach with hippie crack. Now we're fighting back. They're, they're going on a lot about this gas, aren't they? A lot. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really a drug person, to be honest. Beer was always enough to get me off unless I was in a nightclub. I'd bang a few Sambucas down my neck and get on the dance floor. That was all I ever needed, really. I've tried a few things in my youth. But yeah, it's everywhere at the minute, isn't it? But it does go on a bit more about Clacton as well. Look, Clacton-on-Sea has been identified by centre-right think tank onward as one of the five neighbourhood crime spots in England and Wales. It's among Essex's top 20 most dangerous towns and it has 122 crimes per 100 people. Well, Essex's top 20 towns doesn't sound that bad, does it? Doesn't sound that bad. If it's in the country's top 20 towns, maybe we could talk, maybe it is, but if it is, they would say, wouldn't they? But it is bad, and it goes on, it goes on about people who are scared to go out, but. I mean, kebab shop worker Alex Evans won't walk home when her shift finishes at 9pm because she doesn't feel safe. Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know, as much as I love it, it's bad. It is rough at night. I mean, I've walked about many places, not just in the country, in the world, and not had any chance. I mean, I've been absolutely off my nut and walked off the beaten path in Las Vegas down some bad streets. And, yeah, whilst I didn't feel particularly so nothing happened to me but all the incidents I've had were in Clacton were in Clacton it's yeah like mugged twice or attempted mugging twice got saved by a kebab delivery van one time he pulled up just as a, but I saw him coming they, they split and they followed me when I was walking back from the pub and uh, so I'd already I had the sim card out of my phone and I stuck it in my sock and um I took my good cards that had money on them out of my wallet and stuck them in like the waistband of my pants. So I thought, well, they can have the phone and they can have the wallet, but at least they won't get my SIM card or any of my good cards. Will they? I was just getting prepared for it. And then a kebab delivery person pulled up and went, mate, 
get in now. And uh, yeah, that was, yeah, it was a tight one. Tight one. And then there was another incident as well. And it worries me because my mum thinks everyone's lovely. And she used to go to bingo at night in Clacton. And I would say to her, hang on, let me just correct this. For some reason, it's not tracking me face again. But yeah, I would say to her, look, on your way home, because it weren't, she's not far from the bingo hall. And I would say to her, look, on the, when you're on your way home on your bike, please get a cab. I'll pay for it. Don't take your bike. No, I'm going to take my bike. Right, don't talk to anybody. Anybody. Not even if someone stops and asks, like stops you and asks you the time. Do not talk to anybody. Because, uh, yeah, it's a bad fear, isn't it? So, yeah, but I mean, like anywhere, it's dodgy. I mean, I don't know if it's too dodgy where I am at the minute. I'm in Coggleshaw at the minute. I would imagine this is one of the least dodgy places in Essex. It'd be like up there with Dedham, really. But, um, yeah. I don't know, as much as I love Clacton, it is, it's not the safest place in the world. But where is now, you know? Harlow's bad, Basildon's bad. It's just the country as a whole because the police are absolutely bloody useless, aren't they? Useless. Right, uh, well, before I do some of your comments, let's talk about, let's talk about the escort, shall we? So yeah, I was negotiating with that escort, but the problem is, I said I got this savings account, right? And I put a little bit every month in, and have done for a few years. And I can only use that money for car-related activities. Of course, windy. And that's all I'm allowed to use it for. And uh, so I could have emptied it out on that. But the problem is, I miscalculated this house move thing. And uh, I forgot about a conveyancing bill and a couple of other bits. So I've got to do something I said I'd never do, and dip into that car fund to help finish off moving into this flat. So it'd be silly of me to buy a car and plus this year my my aim for the year this year is to do my motorcycle test and get a proper bike license so I can get a bike I don't want some big scary bike I quite fancy like a Lambretta or a classic Vespa but you need a bike license to have them because most of them are over 125cc don't they and I don't want L plates on it I'm not 15 so yeah no escort I'm afraid as beautiful as it was as beautiful as it was no escort no escort I'm afraid it's a shame really let me cross over yeah it's a shame really I'd have liked to have had it but it's just not it doesn't fit into my life at a minute many of you were telling me to buy many of you are telling me not be stupid and I don't know it's a shame one day but, uh, I will buy something later this year once everything settles down I know how much money I've got left in the bank after buying this bloody flat so yeah I don't know a bit sad about it I'd like to have had it but then if I had my sister would have robbed it because she had one back in the day and she used to take me to South End in it when I was a kid and uh, go and play on the, the claw machines and that and win teddies and the whole thing was just absolutely chocked full of teddies so it might have been a bit of nostalgia kicking in because I would have let her drive it I would have just chucked the key at her and said don't break it uh, yeah. Anyway, right, your comments. If you buy that car, I reckon you should get the business soundtrack or at least get some 80s classic tunes to play in it. I think that was part of it, you know, because there was a red... I think it was red, wasn't it? Escort XR3i Cabrio. In the business. I think that was the one he went to Jerez in, wasn't it? Is it Jerez? I don't know. When he went to the port bit, Danny Dyer was driving it. It was one of my favourite films of all time. 
and I do have the business soundtrack constantly. It's on my phone. Play it in my car all the time. Love it. If you haven't seen the business, honestly, give me a watch. Great 80s music in it. My TV license fee has gone up because of lawbreakers like this reactionary Tory. So I'm guessing they're talking about me. And I see two things wrong with that sentence, really. One, I'm not breaking the law because I'm not watching or recording anything that's being broadcast or using BBC iPlayer, so I don't require a license. And two, Tory? Really? Do I come across as a Tory? I don't know. I mean, I won't tell you which way I'm politically pointed, but um, I don't know. Am I not too common to be a Tory? You know, I'm a chavvy bloke who does chavvy stuff and drinks too much lager. Do Tories do that? Don't know. And then there was another bit in that, look. I agree. Funny how he never mentions how any of the other channels are funded, keep saying they're free, blah, blah, blah. As someone who's never watched any of the videos, I'm constantly talking about how the other channels are funded through advertising and comparing the money they make from advertising to BBC revenue. In fact, one of my greatest revelations so far this year was finding out that ITV's turnover matches the exact amount of the TV licence fee. No idea. Sorry, John. When you view iPlayer, you have to log into the site. That is how your viewer received this notice. Otherwise, yeah, you do have to log in. We talked about it on a previous video, didn't we, that uh, someone had a letter saying they've been watching iPlayer. You do have to log in, but I can't get any confirmation that they cross-reference the users for iPlayer with people on the TV license fee database. So, I can't tell you that. I recently moved into my new flat and I've declared I don't need a TV license. Waste of money getting a second letter sent to my daughter. Eh. I don't know. I wouldn't have told them, personally, because now they know your name and your address and you'll end up on a data breach. But no, I wouldn't have told them, personally. I wouldn't have told them anything. They don't need to know. You don't need to have any contact with them. But you can. I mean, I'm not judging. That's just what I would have done. But I have done the no license needed declaration, the thing you've just done. I've done it before. And I have had no dramas with it. So, yeah, each their own. The BBC is a reputable broadcaster. You will miss it in the UK if it wasn't there. No, I won't. I'll tell you now, I won't. I won't miss it at all. I will not miss not having the BBC. I'm standing here because I just walked past the barber shop I'm going in. I won't miss it at all. I'm a reputable broadcaster, really. They're slipping down that list every day of the week, aren't they? I will not miss the BBC if it goes. I don't necessarily want it to go. I want the licence fee to go. Just because the licence fee goes doesn't mean the BBC has to go too. Does it? There's other ways of funding a TV channel. So, uh, yeah, I won't miss it. But let me know what you think about all of this. Do you live in Clacton? Do you find it a bit dodgy? Are you sad I didn't buy the Escort? I am. I am. Let me know in the comments below. As always, thanks for watching. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to get a haircut. Ta-da.